In this episode, three powerful ways to break through the kinds of creative blocks that all product managers and product marketers suffer from. And if you think you're not creative, if you're a product manager, you're wrong. And I will tell you why. Welcome to episode number 59 of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority. I'm your host, Nels Davis, and I'm a creative person because I'm a product manager. And because I'm a creative person, I sometimes have creative blocks like most other creative people. Here's an interesting statistic I just made up. About 60% of creative people, writers, artists, filmmakers, say that they have creative blocks sometimes. The other 40%, I think, are not telling the truth. That's my assessment of the situation. Or maybe that the other 40% just have some good tools, like the ones I'm going to share in this podcast, for breaking through creative blocks to the degree that they don't consider that a problem anymore. And that's my goal with this episode, to give you some great techniques for overcoming creative blocks so they're no longer a problem for you. Now, what if you don't have creative blocks? Well, I think you'll still find value, to be honest, as they give you some new tools for expressing yourself, coming up with ideas, and turning those ideas into reality. If you find yourself enjoying this episode, find the advice useful, please hit the like button in your podcast player, or think about reviewing the podcast on iTunes, or visit the show notes and just drop me a comment at alltheresponsibility.com slash 59. Now, in last week's episode, number 58, I described a novel and efficient way for product management and product marketing to collaborate on documenting the product knowledge necessary for a successful go-to-market. The fundamental idea was to create a template slide deck covering all the key items comprising product knowledge, like the value proposition, the competitors, the customer stories, all those kinds of things, and have the product manager present off the cuff out loud to the product marketer based on this template. Now, the product manager in this case thinks by talking, which accelerates the process of transferring the knowledge without having to actually take the time and go through the angst, meaning like the creative blocks, to write it all down. Now, this conversation would be recorded and then transcribed, and the product marketer would end up with kind of 80% of the product knowledge they needed to start creating some great go-to-market material. Now, that idea leads directly into this episode, as you'll see, because that's actually one of the big techniques that I talk about or that I use for helping myself get through creative blocks. Capturing and communicating product knowledge, it's one of the important things that we do as product managers. It's one of the creative endeavors that we have to do as product managers. So let me talk a little bit more about creativity and product management. We have to do a lot of creation of information, putting together documents, and articulating the ideas behind new features and new products. We have to create go-to-market materials like data sheets and release notes. We are often responsible for and at any rate always contribute to things like sales training, objection handling guides, competitive hit sheets, positioning documents, qualification discovery guides that the Salesforce uses. We are often have to share roadmaps and plans with customers and with other folks in the organization. We also have to put on workshops and webinars about our product. We often are responsible for blog posts, doing videos, the list of things that we have to create go on and on. And of course, we're experts in all of these topics, or we are probably among the most expert people in the organization about the types of topics that go in there. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's easy to put them down on paper, so to speak, or into a slide deck or into a video. And so at least I find that there's a lot of struggle to get started to continue on to figure out how to articulate something. Even if I know the material cold, which I do, I mean, a lot of these things, I'm the expert, and as product managers, we're often the experts, but it really can be hard to get it down on paper. And whether this is caused by a sense of fear that you're not gonna say it right, 
Maybe there's a little imposter syndrome in some folks. Maybe there's some analysis paralysis. I like to use the techniques that I'm going to share to overcome these creative blocks because they work no matter what my source of the creative block is. And I use these exact techniques. Some of them I actually literally use every day. And it really makes a difference. I suggest that you try these out to see if you see some results immediately. I think you will. So the three basic techniques, one of them is talking, using your words. And this is as opposed to just sitting down and writing something. And I'll give you three different ways you can go about doing talking to help you think by talking. And in fact, I've used this in lots of different ways, and I'll share a few of those as we go along. The second technique is to break down the details. Oftentimes what stops us or slows us down is sort of looking at this big thing that we have to do. Oh, I need to explain all the things about my product, or I need to explain all the things that went behind this idea that I have for a new feature. If you can break down the details, sometimes that allows you to get an angle or a wedge or a crack into the topic, and that lets you get started, and then you can keep going. And it also helps you make sure that you are going to cover everything. That's sort of a, a technique that helps you make sure that you've covered all the different aspects of the topic that you're trying to cover. The third technique is related to what I call tunneling through the activation energy barrier. This is the difficulty of getting started. And I have a couple of techniques for helping you tunnel through the activation barrier. So let's talk about talking. I've always felt, for me, and I think this is true for a lot of people, it may not be true for everyone, that oftentimes I think better by talking than I do by just sitting and thinking. And I don't know if that's because I'm interacting with somebody or it just uses a different pathway in my brain. For some reason, it works though for me. And so I use some specific techniques to help me do some talking, particularly when I'm feeling very challenged. So one thing I do, oftentimes, if I'm really struggling with a problem, in fact, my wife might even say to me, hey, you look like you're struggling with something, explain what's going on. Just by simply the virtue of starting to explain a challenge that I have, and typically it's a creative block, some challenge in articulating something or figuring out how to solve a particular problem. Simply describing it to my wife, or and I, it can work with other people as well, immediately opens up my brain to understand how to go about solving it. Oftentimes it takes 30 seconds for me to make the next breakthrough. For me, that's a really powerful tool to do. Now you can do it to your wife or your husband or some person, some colleague, lots of different types of ways you can go through this. This is sometimes called the Feynman technique after the great physicist Richard Feynman. He said, one really good way to learn about a topic or to deepen your understanding is to explain it as though to a smart sixth grader. Now, my wife is way more than a smart sixth grader, but the basic idea is somebody outside the domain, somebody who may, might not know a lot of the details, in the course of explaining how some of these pieces fit together, that often can give you great insights. Uh, I often do it actually to an empty room with a PowerPoint. I'll create a little PowerPoint, a template, maybe with a few ideas, and I'll go into an empty conference room and I'll start presenting that PowerPoint out loud to nobody. And that often will help me think through what I need to talk about. It will help me hear the story that I have to tell. And then oftentimes I can then go back and either refine that PowerPoint or refine the, the writing, whatever the writing is that I need to do associated with that. So tip number one, talking. Tip number two, details. And I've got two specific ways that thinking about details and going into details can help you out. One of them is outlining. I mean, what is an outline, but really just sort of successive decomposition of a topic or a set of topics. And I've found oftentimes as I start to outline, I really start to understand things I need to talk about, how they should be ordered. And so the nice thing about an outline is you can rearrange it 
you can say, oh, this really has to come before this other topic. Otherwise, it won't be clear. Or by moving this around, things will become more clear. Or by structuring it in this way, or by decomposing this idea into two separate ideas, it will probably be more clear to the audience. Those types of things. Those also work when you're doing a presentation. If you think about your presentation and how it's structured, oftentimes as you actually talk the presentation through, you can figure out that the structure could be better. The other way that you can do this sort of analysis into details is with mind maps. And mind maps and outlines are pretty similar. They're just a little bit of a different visualization of similar topics. I find mind maps to be very useful if I'm really trying to come up with, well, what are all the things that I could talk about regarding this topic? And maybe are there ways that I can decompose the way that I talk about these different things? I've used mind maps for many years, and I often refer to mind maps that I've done about product management to help me come up with ideas for this podcast, for example. Interestingly, one of the things that I did recently was I, I've always struggled with a certain bit of the way that mind maps work, which is it's very hard to represent connections outside the basic hierarchy structure of a mind map. So it's hard to sort of say that that a node is related to this node, but it's also related to this other node that's sort of across the mind map. And I was kind of struggling with that. And then I did the previous technique. I was driving to work and I was talking out loud about my struggles with mind maps in this area. And because I was talking out loud and kind of explaining from first principles what my challenges were, I was actually able to come up with a way to solve that problem in mind maps. So that's an interesting example of sort of tying these two things together and the synergies that are possible. The third technique is really about what I call tunneling through the activation energy barrier. And this is the challenge of getting started. It's kind of like the difference between static friction and, and kinetic friction or dynamic friction, if you're familiar with those concepts from physics. It's often much harder to, to get an object moving against friction than it is to keep it moving against friction. And I think this is also true of a lot of the creative endeavors that we do as product managers or whatever type of creation we do. I, I find that often actually with the podcast. It's a little bit difficult for me to get started on a podcast episode, but if I tell myself, okay, I'm going to start up Audacity, that's what I use to record it, and I'm just going to do a little sound check based on the notes that I've written. That's often enough to get me started on actually recording a whole podcast episode. It's a technique that I use, which is to just get started, to just put five minutes in. Or just to, another technique is to prepare the space, what I call preparing the space. And this is something like creating the PowerPoint file that you're going to be presenting from, or the Word doc that you're going to be writing your article in. You don't have to do anything. Maybe you, if you have a few ideas, maybe you note those down. You create the file, you note them down, but you're not obligated to write anything. And I've often found that that is actually enough to get, just get me going, to get that initial friction of getting going. I've solved it with a very low risk and a low stakes activity, which is to create the file and put a few words into it. And then suddenly I'm ready to go. Now, the other technique that I use for tunneling through the activation energy barrier, I use a technique called morning pages. And this is from a great book by an author named Julia Cameron, who wrote this book called The Artist's Way. The book is really about overcoming sort of a chronic writer's block. This is common for authors and other folks, right? One of the first techniques that she teaches in this book is what she calls morning pages. Essentially, the first thing you get up in the morning, you write three pages longhand, and it can just be whatever you want to write. It can be whatever comes into your mind. You're not, you're not doing an assignment. You're not trying to write something specific. You're just writing, writing, writing. You might be writing, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write or something like that. Or you might 
come up with an idea or you might say a little bit about what happened to you yesterday or how you're feeling, whatever you want to write about, no judging. And part of the goal here is to write past the judgment of your internal critic. Because as we all know, the internal critic can be very cruel and it can be especially difficult to get started when you have your internal critic looking over your shoulder. But if your morning pages are just about whatever words you happen to put down with no attempt to achieve anything or to create art or something like that, you can sometimes get past that internal critic with these morning pages. And then later on, you do other creative work. I've taken this a little bit differently. I actually have written morning pages for a decade and a half, roughly. I used to write them on longhand. I now use a website called 750words.com, which counts the number of words that I write. Three pages handwritten is roughly 750 words, hence the name of this site. And so it counts the number of words that I've written and it tracks my streaks and things like that because I am kind of a technologist. <laughs> I like to have streaks. I like to have things tracked for me. So over the course of the many years that I've been using 750 words, about nine years, I've written three and a half million words. Much of that writing is, I don't know what I'm going to write today. I don't have any ideas. I'm not feeling very creative today. But a significant amount of those morning page sessions turn into actually useful writing for things like my blog, ideas for my podcast, ideas for challenges that I have at work. I've written them long enough that I actually have moved on to sort of the second phase of morning pages where I will sometimes give myself an assignment. I do that typically in the form of asking myself a question about some challenge that I have or about something that I need to get finished. Sometimes, maybe 60% of the time, I actually come up with something useful. 40% of the time I don't, it just doesn't turn into anything, but about 60% of the time it does. And in fact, in that three and a half million words that I've written since you know, in the eight or so years that I've been using 750 words, my book basically came out of that, The Secret Product Manager Handbook. Almost all of the content for that came out of Morning Pages originally. Almost all of the content on my blog came out of that. Much of the content and the scripts and ideas and outlines that go into this podcast come out of my Morning Pages because I give myself the assignment. Now, what's interesting to me about the Morning Pages is there is that activation energy barrier that happens even with Morning Pages. And I usually find that for the first 600 words or so of my writing, I'm kind of struggling. I can't come up with any ideas. My things are ill-formed. And then, as I say, about 60% of the time, everything will change. And I'll just start writing really fluidly. And I'll get into a flow state. And I'll look up. And it'll seem like no time has passed. But I've added another 600 or 700 words. And oftentimes, those are the things that are really good that turn into blog posts. I highly recommend using 750words.com. I think it's great. I mean, in addition to just that outcome of having a lot of good content that I've written, it's made me much more fluid at writing in general. I'm much, it's much easier for me to start some writing now. I've learned to be able to just start writing and, and to set aside a little bit of my concerns about whether it's any good and just say, okay, if I start writing, if I ask myself a good question, start answering it as I write, you know, as it's coming out of my fingers, chances are something interesting will come out of it, potentially something usable. Those are three things that I do a lot to tunnel through the activation energy barrier. Morning pages, the just five minutes thing that I mentioned, where I'm just going to do five minutes of a test recording on Audacity for my podcast, and, and maybe I'll continue on. And then preparing the space. One thing I wanted to mention about morning pages, I don't always do them in the morning. Sometimes I do. I try to do them in the morning, but sometimes I do them as late as 11.45 at night. It takes about 15 minutes to write 750 words, so that's the latest I can possibly do it if I want to maintain my streak 
on 750 words. I try to do them earlier, and I have given myself a personal goal, actually, to write over a 1,000 words a day. So that's all another thing you can do, right? So there's different ways you can use these techniques, and I continue to use morning pages to challenge myself. But I also have no expectations. That's the nice thing about the morning pages process. I don't have to have expectations. If I get something good, it's great. Again, the three things that I suggest you do you do to start getting through creative blocks, one of them is, is talking. Talking really allows you to change your modality from what we are typically doing as product managers or in business, which is Word and, and creating PowerPoint slides and things like that. Just talking can actually make a big difference there. The second thing is to decompose and discover and to drill down and to, and to get into the details, because that will often give you a foothold to get into a topic if you make a detail, get into a small enough details. And the other one, the third thing is to tunnel through that fear of getting started or the, or the challenge of getting started. So three, three techniques that I suggest you consider using for doing creative blockbusting, because we are all creatives in the product management world. I mentioned a few books and resources. I'll put links to those, 750words.com, The Artist's Way, maybe a few other topics. I've got some related blog posts. I'll put a link also to the previous podcast, uh, episode number 58, where I talk about the technique of using a template to help do the product knowledge transfer between product marketing and product management. So, of course, you can find all of those links on the show notes at alltheresponsibility.com slash 59. You'll also find links to subscribe to the podcast on all the different places, if you subscribe, then you get new episodes automatically when I release them. So you can also get in touch with me directly. There's a comment section. I'd love to hear from you. If you do give me a recommendation on iTunes or something like that, it's really great because it helps other product managers and innovators find the podcast. It spreads the word. This has been episode 59 of the All the Responsibility, None of the Authority podcast, the podcast for product managers and product marketers and innovators. Thanks for listening. And until the next episode, this is Nels Davis. Bye-bye. We have ignition.